Hello, Chris. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like it how we were like, hey, I look at how we sat down and we felt so awkward about this. It's because been a we, while. <laughs> because it's been a while and I'm like, hey, I fixed it to hit record and we're just going to go for it. Oh, that sounds <laughs> good to me. just start cracking up. <laughs> and the opening line is, hello, Chris. Well, it's been a while. What have you been up to? You know what grosses me out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, forgive me. We got to stick to the script here. What grosses you out, Ryan? There's a series of commercials that have been running for years. I mean, I don't I honestly don't know how long they've been on TV, but as long as I can remember, and I still see these and get a little grossed out, and they are the Charmin toilet paper bear commercials. The Charmin bears, they're, they're hawking toilet paper every year. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're normally animated. No, I've never heard of the Charmin Bears, right? You're lying to me. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, of course I've heard of the Charmin Bears. Yeah, who hasn't? They're toilet paper bears. There might be people out there that have lives and don't spend all their time watching TV. I don't know. It's a great brand of toilet paper. I'm more of a Walmart man, which is Angel Soft, but... Yeah. I tell you what I like. Speaking of Walmart, is great. Walmart, great value toilet paper. <laughs> This is so this is so stupid. Hey, it's not bad. Uh, dude, I like that toilet paper. They even got that kind that smells like lavender. That's what I buy. Oh, that's what you get? Okay, that's what right, I get, When you too, think usually. of my crack, I want you to be thinking of a lavender field. It's <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you right now. A luscious purple field of lavender. Every time uh, Ron's coming out of the bathroom, that's the thing like is, a lavender garden. Why, why do scented like... Okay, yeah, you want your crack to be smelling good. Ugh. But who's like who's getting down in there? Like who are you really trying to impress here? Because I'm gonna tell you something. All the la- you could sprinkle lavender essence, pure vanilla extract, whatever on my toilet paper, and it ain't gonna help me out at all. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know that's a phenomenal, phenomenal question. I can tell you right now, ain't nobody getting that close to me. <laughs> Let's talk about bidets. Bidets. Listen, I've been thinking about. We didn't plan on talking about this, but you know me. I'm going off script. Surprise, surprise. I've really been, I actually emailed a bidet company to try to sponsor this podcast back when we were actually putting out content. When we reached, yeah, before we hit our, what I guess we'll call our hiatus. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, of course, they did not email me back. Like, me monsieur, we do not sponsor the fat swine. I want, I want to get a bidet. That's, that's where it shoots water. Yeah, uh, it shoots okay. water up you took us. Uh, took us, okay. And that seems very, I can understand how you wouldn't like that, but kind of, but heck, it may, I mean, what if I sit in there and I, what if you like it? I, I, I think, I think people do like it. Where's Chris at? Man, he's been spending an awful lot of time in that bathroom. He is riding that bidet like there ain't no <laughs> tomorrow. The bidet. And I'll tell you right now, everybody's response to me will be, what's a bidet? We live in southwest Arkansas. (laughs) There's not like a lot of bidets around. I knew a grown man that used one. Really? Was his name Chris? Wasn't Chris, but he was like, he was a man's man. I was like, you really used a bidet? Because people are like, it's so foreign. Like, ugh, they get like, I don't want water shooting up my crack hole. I'm not going to say I'm disgusted by it. I am intrigued. I don't really know a lot about it. He told me, he's like, listen, you, you will never feel any cleaner. He was like, it feels like you just like took a shower, you know, back in you. Uh, yeah, your back door, your back door, your <laughs> trap door, and he's like, you'll you'll never feel any cleaner. So like, you'll never want to go back. Basically, so it is a little awkward, but but do you all you, do you 
Do you also use toilet paper? Or yeah, well, you can't. Well, you can't just have a wet crack. Then <laughs> <laughs> then be going out in town and like sport your wet crack everywhere. Yeah, you gotta you gotta dry yourself. That's why I'm asking. This doesn't eliminate toilet paper. However, it's, it's kind of like just ref- like more of a refreshing. Yeah, it's cutting it in half. It's cutting your toilet paper use in half. Hmm. A water bill goes up, but toilet paper bill goes down. So. What grosses you out about the Charmin Bears? Let's get back. Uh, okay. Now, I'm not going to lie. The thing about the bidet was more interesting than what I, what I wrote. Yeah, dude. This. Listen, I'm going to get, for Christmas, I actually might buy us one. It's, a, it's an attachment. You run it to your little uh, water thing underneath the toilet. Um, It's going to be kind of cumbersome, but but it will save Christmas, Ryan. I believe a bidet is going to be saving our Christmas. Well, like I say... I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. It sounds fun. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, sh- these Charmin bears. Yeah, let's get back. Let's shoot water up our cracks. Anyway, <laughs> these animated bears. I just think it's weird. Like they're putting so much money into the marketing budget that they're actually coming up with animated stories involving bears about wiping their cracks. Well, yeah, it's big money. It's well, always two. Well, yeah, but what's one thing you know that you need? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. It sells itself. It's not like you got to market toilet paper like, oh, people are going to stop using this. People want toilet paper. It's a necessity, Chris. Yeah, but it, you, I mean, it's more so towards kids, probably. What? Well, it's the kids same thing. Wiping crack? Why do you think they're, your kids wipe crack all the time? What That's are you talking what I'm about? Saying. It's like, why? What are you thinking like when the kid goes in the store, the kid sees a commercial on TV, the Charmin Bears, a kid is getting pushed around in a shopping cart in the store, walks by the toilet paper, was like, ah, the Charmin Bears, the Charmin Bears. And then, yeah. like, and then of course, like, well, we'll get it, honey, even though it's a couple dollars more, you know. So it's kind of like cereal mascots, only it's for toilet paper. Exactly. Like, and the way they design that stuff, like, you ever walk down a, okay, walk down a cereal aisle next time you go into Walmart or anywhere. Okay. Walmart's because they got taller shelves. And it's a, make it sure it's fully stocked. <laughs> Then I want you to walk and look from your left to right. Those things are looking down upon you. Those characters and their move, they're like, it's like a creepy painting or something. And they, 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 they suck you in. Yeah, Captain Crunch is like, hey, fat boy, buy my cereal. <laughs> Shaman Bear is like, yeah, once you get done eating that cereal, come stroll down the toilet paper aisle and buy me. You'll need me next. I always like the Honey Smacks, bro. I feel like me and him would go, you know, sneak around, smoke some cigarettes or something, like yeah. play jacks. Honey Smacks Frog does seem like he would sneak around and like smoke cigs, like offer them to underage kids or something. Yeah, I don't he's, know. A, he's an underrated character, man. He's, yeah, I don't know what it is. He seems a little shady. He's shifty. What I'm trying to say in a <laughs> nutshell is we don't need cartoons to sell toilet paper. It sells itself. Also, this is Chris and Ryan, and you're listening to the Heavyset Podcast. Welcome back to the Heavy Set Podcast. <sighs> Terrible crowd noise. <laughs> Terrible. 
<laughs> Chris, how you doing? Doing okay. What do you? Uh, what have you been up to? We really haven't seen a whole lot of each other. No, been <clears> working, <throat> been do, basically doing just what has to be done for the most part. But you know, enjoying life. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really <coughs> finally started a new job. Just oh yeah, been, congratulations uh, on that, by the way. Thank you. Just been stressed out trying to make sure that I pass all my tests so I can still have a new job. <laughs> You're going to do great. You have been doing great. Very proud of you. Thank you. Thanks for the uh, kind words. Yeah. Savor the flavor. They don't come too often. So, Ryan, let me ask you something here. Something that I've... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are so well rehearsed for I this I don't show. like it how we've been. I just feel awkward. I feel yeah. like I do. I kind of forgot how to set up this stuff today. I was like, how, do I do, how did I do this again? Because I haven't jacked around with it in a while. It's been a minute. <clears> me <throat> let me, give you me badgering you and you saying... Chris, Ryan, I got a wife. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, Ryan. Yes. I'm going to throw down a little situation. I must kind of see what you would do and how you would react to this problem. Uh, I'm, I'm a problem <clears throat> solver. Go into a restaurant. And like, all right, I got to take a bad whiz. I mean, like, this whiz ain't stopping for nobody. <laughs> I got to go now. So you go into the restroom. You look, and there's no out-of-order sign anywhere, but... The toilet's taped shut, and you can't use the toilet, and you gotta pee, you gotta go, and the whole thing's like covered up. And there's a mop bucket full of water in the bathroom. There's also a sink, and you gotta urinate. There ain't no getting out. You're not holding it. Where are you gonna pee in? Where, wait, where's the mop bucket located? Just it's in the bathroom, a, it's in the with, bathroom you? with you. Oh, I'm it's a sing, what, it's a single bathroom, so it's just you in there. One one hundred percent. I'm gonna tell you what I'll do. <laughs> I've never been in this situation, but I'll tell you right now, if I'm in that situation, I'm peeing in the mop, in the mop bucket, and I'm pouring it down the sink. Now, I understand that that is still not super sanitary, but under those circumstances, if I have to go, I'd rather do that than pee my pants. That That is legitimately what I would do. <clears throat> that is an interesting... I did not think you would pick... I thought you'd be the sink guy. There's something about <clears throat> peeing directly into a sink that just does not... It's not sit well. Exactly with me. my point. So let me tell you what I did. Oh, oh th- what this happened to you? Oh yeah, this happened to me. Okay, I peed in the mop bucket. I just left it. <laughs> you didn't deal. Well, here was my thing. The, the dude is literally <clears throat> gonna be mopping the floor with your whiz. I mean, well, you got to think the mop bucket's what you know. How many gallons does a, does a bucket hold? Yeah, that was kind of my point. Is at least it would be diluted when yeah. I poured it down the sink, and it was soapy water because I was gonna pee in the sink, but I thought like because I can't like. When I when I pee, it's like a fire hydrant. I don't know how that's to explain it without <laughs> yeah. grossing people out. Well, me and our our father have said many times that when you go to the bathroom, the door is shut, but it still sounds like someone is pouring a gallon pitcher into the <laughs> the uh, toilet. I don't know. I always get made fun of because I can't help it. That's how I pee. I got a heavy flow. I wish it wasn't ever mine. <laughs> got, got, <laughs> got a heavy flow, heavy stream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I also want to compliment you on your beard. Oh, baby face Chris, not so baby faced anymore. I, I gotta like tell it. you, I wasn't sure because I still can't grow it in all the way. But I thought, whatever, I'm just gonna keep it how it is. Oh, dude, when you came <clears> in, <throat> I was at my parents' house last night. You quit came- saying that I'm at, at our parents' house. You're acting like, yeah, well, you're at your mother and father's, right? Uh, who you, were they? You came over because a lot of people don't know you're adopted and unloved. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But when you came over yesterday, you were wearing a flannel shirt that was red and, and black, I believe. You came in. I'm still adjusting to the beard. 
And I was like, oh, man, here comes the brawny man, the brawny paper towel man. Well, you know, since I'm losing. I mean, that's not a bad Mm. look, though. Well, and I wasn't sure, you know, listen, I've had nothing but good words about the beard. And I wasn't sold on it completely. Then two hot chicks were like, listen. They're like, 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 keep the beard. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to still don't have a chance with it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) listen, like you and me are, are never going to work out. However, if you were the last man on earth, (laughs) I would consider it now with the beard. We would consider you and shave that crappy mustache. (laughs) But first, what were we talking about a second ago? You're talking about your beard or. Oh, peeing and things. Okay. So I didn't pee in the sink. Okay. But I peed in there and then I left it because I didn't want to. That's the splatter effect in the sink. It gets there. They might get on the mirror and stuff. I don't want to deal with all that. Oh, no. I can't. I couldn't do that. I think I would. Honestly, I would rather. I would look for the trash can and see what shape it's in. I peed in the trash can before. I may have actually have done that in a public restroom under dire straits also. I mean, I'm honestly not sure. but I peed in the trash can at my friend's house any, once. Anything but the sink. Oh my gosh! I just got a random memory. Last time I, last time I haven't even I have I've never even told him this. Last time I stayed at Brady's apartment, your friend, your good friend Brady. I forgot that I peed in his sink, and I never told him. What? Wait, 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 wait! So you did go? I thought you were just sitting there talking about how disgusting that is. You're like, oh, wait, random memory. I have done that. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, random memories. I've done that many, many times. I really forgot about that until we told you. I, just, I was just sitting there talking about this sink. I never told him I'm sorry. There was some reason. I can't remember if the, maybe the bathroom door was accidentally locked, but it was like super late at night. Everybody was asleep. And I was like, I got to go. So then I just went over. But like I made sure like I only let a little bit of pee out at a time because I, <laughs> I knew if I just let the hose out. <laughs> the entire the building entire, yeah. know. so I was like just a little bit little, and I would splash some water and I would run the sink anyway I mean when I sanitized it I got some bleach spray so I oh, took I well, did clean it up at least you did that but yeah I'm I never guess. sorry about your sink he doesn't live in that apartment anymore so it's alright man I think I love the fact that we've covered toilet paper and peeing and everything so <laughs> thoroughly on this episode in the first 10 minutes Hey, you know, I got how we've been gone for a while, and this is what we've come back up with. Like, we've been gone forever, and this is how we open yeah, this. Well, I wonder what these guys have they've had all the time in the world. What do they come up with? <laughs> oh, yeah, Charmin toilet paper bears. Anyway. We also, we went all the way through the month of October, produced no content, but, you know, life went on, and we still did the Hawthorne Hoedown, which we talked about. <clears throat> we, talk, we told people about, people about that last year in our Halloween tradition episode. You know, we do our own little family Halloween thing because we're all too old to really celebrate trick-or-treating and all that nonsense. So I beg to differ. Another Hawthorne hoedown in the books. We had a really good time. I actually really enjoyed it this year. It was very laid back because everybody was so busy. It wasn't just like a lot of prep that went into it. We just come together and did it, and it was really enjoyable. It was a great time, Ryan. <laughs> no, I mean, what? Yeah, what was it? The seventh hoedown, the seventh yeah, annual hoedown. Seven, seven years in a row. Seven years of phony holiday enjoyment. Listen, I had it was a, it was nice and laid back. Of course, any outing with our family is nice and laid back. It's not like we're doing aerobics and you know doing all these crazy gymnastics and it's a, it's a crazy time. We're eating pizza, drinking some cold root beer, and watching we're watching Halloween. The great shows. pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And Garfield's <clears throat> Halloween Adventure, one of your favorites, even though you don't know anything about it, because you know we're we're traditionalists, we're tradition 
you know, it's heavy with us. What's heavy with us? I'm gonna burp. Anyway, I've said it a, a million times. It doesn't matter how old you get. Hold on to your traditions that you do with your family and friends, loved ones, whoever. You drop them because you get busy. Life is super busy. But I promise you, you will regret it because those are the things that you remember years down the road. Well, maybe some of those friends and family aren't there anymore. Hold on to those as long as you can. That, that's my motto, and that's what I strive for every year. I try not to let any of that stuff fall through the cracks. Just because you get older, Ryan, doesn't mean you get old. Yeah, that doesn't mean the magic is gone. That's some uh, some quote from a Disney film I watched, but um, it was a hoedown, Ryan. <laughs> Not a lot to say about it, but but next year for the hoedown, I'm going to do a little different though. How is that? <clears throat> we've had we've had a lot of different hoedowns, a lot of different things happen during the hoedowns. Next year for the hoedown, I'm we're going to smoke some ribs. We talked about it this year, going out of the box or slash deep fry turkey because i've been trying to deep fry turkey for the past freaking year and we still haven't done it yet we've also have talked about that <laughs> going out of the box because <laughs> i want you to save that sound bite of me saying that and use it throughout the show okay. just applying it to everything i'm lazy but i'll see what i can do october is now <clears throat> over sorry we sorry we did not do a halloween special or specials this year but the next thing on the docket for everybody probably listening is Thanksgiving, at least for the people listening in America. Chris, I wanted to ask you this. I want to throw this out at you. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? The dish at Thanksgiving that you cannot live without. Also, I wanted to ask you, what's your least favorite? Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be <clears throat> traditional, but, you know, in, in the realm of Thanksgiving <clears throat> dishes. Here's the deal. I love dressing, however, uh-huh. and I know you do, but I'll, I'll let you get into yours here in a minute. I don't like celery. I hate celery. So your love-hate really evolves around one dish. Exactly. Well, hold on. I'm about to get back into it. Okay. I like dressing without celery because why are we putting celery? I don't need that. And celery's just got like it's weird and it's too crunchy. It's something it, I, I'm bothered by it. Is it just like such a it's vast a, I don't difference think in texture? Text, exactly. I, it's Dressing is kind of soft, and I don't need that. And then that little, like, <laughs> I don't want that in my dressing. Take it out of there. And I know, and of course, so every year, and I'm not a picky person. No. But the one thing I hate is freaking celery. Anyone that sees you or knows you knows you're not a picky person. <laughs> one thing about that Chris guy. No self-control. He's not a picky eater. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think the only reason people add the celery is for the crunch, for Ooh. the texture, because ain't like celery has a great taste. Let's leave it out. I'm going to tell you something else about turkey. Oh. I am not a big fan of turkey. What? Here's why. Here's why. I eat turkey, but yeah. it, <clears throat> the main thing is the gaminess. I don't like the gamey flavor. A lot of turkeys I've had, and I've had some that I haven't had that flavor, but are mainly gamey. That's why I've been, I'm, I'm, I, for Thanksgiving, I want to deep fry a Cajun turkey. We've talked about it. That's what I want to do. Because I love Cajun turkey, like lunch meat. And I've, I've seen them sold, like they got these Cajun turkeys. It's been a while since I've seen them. I was like, I want to deep fry one of those. Yeah, maybe this year. <clears throat> who knows? Maybe we'll still pull it, pull it together. Thanksgiving's very close, but who knows? Before I pass this off to you, I want to tell you, this Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to try to make a green bean casserole. 
It's funny you bring that up. That is on my list. I'll get to in a second. That's to me, it's an underrated thing. I like it. I want to make my, I'm, I'm going to make this one this year, but anyway, you take it. Well, Chris, all that you said, uh, well, I didn't say I agree with, but one thing I definitely agree with is the dressing or stuffing, whatever you want to call it. We're not actually stuffing the turkey, so I guess for us it would be dressing. But Do you really stuff it in there? A lot of people, I mean, that's like the traditional way of doing it. You really? put all you know, all that goodness in the turkey, and it cooks while the turkey cooks. Kind of seems kind of gross to me. It but. seems a little grody, yes. That's why we, that's why we make ours in <laughs> the pan. I'll just keep mine in a pan, yeah. But I love that. That is my absolute favorite. Whenever we're talking about... You know, Thanksgiving dishes, that's the one thing really that I felt like I couldn't do without. That's the only time of year, the only meal that I really eat uh, Thanksgiving or dressing. So that, that is definitely my favorite. My, but I don't, I do not agree with you on the turkey. I love turkey. Like, that, that is like. if when, when turkey's good, it's good. But when it's gamey, I don't like that gamey flavor. See, even when it's uh, gamey. I'm 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 down I'm down with it I'm good. If so, I'm, I'm a hope, ham. A lot guy. of people agree with you because I think a lot of people have swapped over and they might just even do ham. They not even do a turkey. You know, I'm more of a ham guy. I've got to have that turkey. It and, is a staple. I mean, you really can't have it without it. I mean, I could, but yeah. can we talk about the uh, <laughs> the Thanksgiving that time forgot? Hold, hold on one second. I haven't even finished getting through my I'm things. So, I'm sorry I'm moving on. You know, every time we talk about stuff, it floods me with all these weird memories, but yeah. go ahead. Chris gets so emotional when we're talking about Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. so emotional. I, well, I wanted to make sure I didn't skip over this because it goes with what you were what you said earlier. There are two, two uh, Thanksgiving classics that really aren't ever a part of our spread, and one is cranberry sauce. Oh. I can't necessarily say it's my least favorite. It's just that that's never been a big deal in our family. And the other one I'll go ahead and throw out is green bean casserole, which you just brought up. Once again, I don't hate it, but I'm thinking of, of our my least favorites. I got to go with the two classics that get largely forgotten on our family tables. You are right. You know, we aren't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody in our family is really big fans of green bean casserole. I think I can't t- remember a family Thanksgiving where, where we had it some, or cranberry sauce. <clears throat> some function we had some, and it was kind of gross, and I think it ruined it for everybody. May have. nothing we made. I don't think, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry if you're listening to this else. and you're the one that brought <laughs> you're the one that made the effed up casserole that was terrible. <laughs> we apologize. Um, but you're right about. If you recall last Thanksgiving. Me and you talked. Me and you had a phone call about cranberry sauce. Did we? I honestly don't remember. Yeah, and I said we both were like, we really want some this year because I love cranberry sauce. It's not that it's like I don't have to have it, but it it adds that extra little layer to the Thanksgiving food. Well, it's good to have something to kind of cut through the other flavors. Something a little brighter. You know, a little. I kind of like mix sweet with the savory. Exact. See, sweet and savory is my favorite. And I kind of like mixing it in a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. it kind of bleeds out over on the other food. And and I, I mean, I think that's what people do with it. And we made, you made a special trip before you came to mom and dad's house last year just to get cranberry sauce. Did I? Yeah. You asked me, like, the only reason you went to Walmart, I remember. Why did I do that? Did you ask me to do that? I probably did ask I you probably, to do that. <laughs> Why I couldn't just go out and get it, I don't know. But I was well, like, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I could say that about a million different things. 
different uh, errands you send me on. Well, Chris, why are you not doing this? I don't want to leave the house. All right, I guess it'll up to me. <laughs> yeah, for pretty much. I'll be honest, I don't even remember that. So I can <clears throat> tell you, I didn't have any myself. It must have strictly been for you. Or someone else. You uh, you wanted some too, though. You were like, yeah, I, I really want some this year. So it wasn't just like, well, we Chris has to have cranberry sauce. <laughs> I don't I don't even know if I had any. If I did, you did. We I both. do not remember. I have cranberry sauce. Because I remember, because I got on to you, me and you got into it about name brand and off brand again. <laughs> and I was like, my, I was like, listen, mother effer, you're getting ocean spray. <laughs> A classic uh, back and forth that we have. I'm cheap. I want to get the off brand and you're not having it. some off-brand yes but the off-brand you get like here's the thing is we're gonna talk about this is gonna go we're gonna go way over on this podcast but who the heck cares (laughs) yeah it'd be all right we talked about this of course me and dad had this whole (laughs) conversation this whole conversation I like how you guys are sitting around talking about me about it. No, it's we will. We, I I'm, told you. I'm just joking. I told you to your face. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm. I'm a hundred percent fine with it because I'm a hundred percent fine with it because I have to admit it's a hundred percent true. Here's the thing: is with canned chili, I'm only really eating. I will eat. You canned, just jump from cranberry sauce to chili. You didn't tell anybody about. It. We're gonna get back to the Thanksgiving that time. Forgot. Don't worry. Oh yeah, the ocean spray. Well, I mean, people out of you're taking it out of context, like. Just make sure everybody knows. Yeah, the chili was the issue we were having. The canned chili. Yeah, canned chili's the issue. Anyway, let <laughs> me get back on this. So we were I, canned chili. I eat it with Frito chili pies. I eat it with chili dogs. That's about it. I don't really eat it by itself. However, I don't know what we were thinking. We we're eating chili dogs that day, and you were bringing the chili over. Yeah, <laughs> and. Well, there was a conversation that was had. I was, I was, I sat there and I was like, I know you. I know Ryan is, Ryan is a saver. Like, it doesn't matter. He's going to get, even when it just, just a cent difference, Ryan's going to get whatever's cheaper. It's true. I mean, I can't, yeah, you're true. That's right. Which is probably something I should do, but I don't. It really is. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just go out. I get, I want something quality. Anyway. And I'm like, I really hope Ryan brings Wolf Brand Chili. And I remember Dad was like, of course he's going to. Like, who the heck doesn't? Like, that's all that. That's the best kind. Yeah. Ryan comes in with some great value chili. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. Like, this is going to be terrible. Which, that's for anyone who doesn't know, that's the Walmart budget brand. And it was not good. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Ryan, we are a Wolf Brand Chili household. We always have been. Are uh, you bringing uh, this... At my house, and I have my sad little meals alone. It's all about the budget brand chili, I guess. Remember, I told Dad, which I want—I guess I can't say what I really said, but I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, I was like, we're sitting here thinking Wolf Brand. Don't worry, Ryan's gonna bring us Larry's dog crap, <laughs> chili beans." And I and I did. And I heard y'all talking about it while I was there. <laughs> we, I actually came out of the kitchen and said, "Are y'all talking about the brand of chili?" We we are so screwed up because we're so crappy. Because you're the one who bought it. Yeah, I bought like everything <laughs> for that meal almost. You know, like, we are like, it. we're sitting there talking crap about you. We're eating us on your dime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, though. What's funny is I made sure I had like good, like expensive all beef hot dogs. 
as I'm like, I don't want anyone to complain about these hot dogs. Well, I would have been getting the cheap stuff. It just been for me. Yeah, I become. And weak. then I show up, y'all complaining about the canned chili. <laughs> this we become uh, like hot dog snobs too, dude. I can't. I tried to eat a bar s the other day. I was like, yuck. <laughs> like, I, dude, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's got to be all beef. I don't just eat like a ton of hot dogs, but maybe that's what it is. It's like I have. I don't have a refined hot dog palate. <laughs> maybe. So that's why you know, as we always talk about how. Like we'll, 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 every once in a while, we're always going to do like a big cookout with our family. We all hang out and hang. That's just something we do. We are really big on that. And big so, people, big on family. And so like when it comes like buying the food, <laughs> that's why I'm usually the one in charge. And <laughs> you know, I'm going to go all out. Because I'm going to buy the good stuff. We're going to be eating good. Everybody's going to be taken care of. I know like whatever you're going to buy it, we're all like, I know we're going to be eating on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to try to convince Ryan to please get some Bush's baked beans instead of some Larry's dog crap baked beans. And the thing is, it's like it's not like I'm like so poor I can't buy it, but I just it's something in my brain. You're, like, I mean, it's it's good. you're thrifty, Ryan. Yeah, you're thrifty. it's, it's like, not a I bad thing. I can't help it. What's funny is I'll go like to a restaurant. I don't mind dropping you know some money or whatever, but I walk into like a supermarket. Man, I'm just like, if I got to spend more than I think I should, I'm flipping my wig. I don't know. Yeah, what you are. I've is. seen it. I've seen you flip out. Oh, dude, you just saw me the other day. I was at uh, the store with Caitlin, and I saw a turkey, a brand name turkey, and it was, uh, I think, 84 cents a pound. Like, like crazy low for name brand. Birds uh, are turkey. high this year, too. Exactly. That's why I was. Dude, I was making a scene in that store. I was told her, I was like, stop the presses. <laughs> like, I was going to buy a couple of them. And, of course, she's like, man, we ain't got room for those. Yada, yada. You're in there moaning, oh, this turkey's up. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're probably like, COVID birds. They may have been the birds that were sick. And they're like, oh, hell, just put these things out. Oh, man, send those birds my way. <laughs> we're, we're eating COVID-infested yeah, birds. Yeah, I'm like definitely sick, but hey, he got a good deal. We'll cook the virus out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you. I mean, that is something. I mean, I ask you. I usually call and ask you for tips. Like, I like. I don't like. I need tips, but I, I really. I guess I do. And like, hey, what do I need to save here? How do? How are we going to go about this? Yeah, food on the cheap, meals, meals on the cheap. I'm, I'm good <clears throat> about that too. So, like, can we talk about <clears throat> the Thanksgiving that time forgot? Okay, okay, sounds good. This is the Thanksgiving that. Made Ryan almost not speak to me for like a year after this. Once again, I don't even know where you're going with this. I'm curious to hear this myself. Let me take you back, Ryan. Oh? To 2009? I don't know, sometime in that time frame. Can't remember the year. We were going to Grandma. We're going to have a Thanksgiving at Grandma's house. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I I remember this now. I was like really craving fried fish. (laughs) And so I knew I could talk grandma because it's, it's, it's young, innocent, lovable Chris. I was like, grandma, I'm really, how about we do a fish dinner for Thanksgiving, a fried, you know, catfish dinner or whatever. She was like, that sounds like a Jolly Jack splendid idea. <laughs> grandma always had that sailor talk. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was like, man, when Ryan catches wind of this, he ain't going to be happy, but Ryan's not around right now making decisions. <laughs> so I'll, it'll be okay. I'll never forget when I was, <laughs> I was like, you were like, man, because you love Thanksgiving's your favorite meal. 
It, it probably is. It's what you look forward to because you don't eat it. Besides, like, well, everything it, good that happens on Thanksgiving happens on that day. It's not necessarily like a season, but yes, I mean, the food is the driving force for me behind the enjoyment of the holiday. I remember me and you, we always sit there, we call each other on the holidays and do like a food roster. <laughs> which, show, so, which shows you how, like, shows you how deep in a hole that we are in a life. food roster. No one else could host the Heavy Set Podcast if you're not taking a food roster. So we're doing this food lineup. We do it every year. We still do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love those conversations. Because we're, we're checking them off the list. And anyway... So Ryan's like, yeah, dude, I, like I'm really looking for, I'm looking forward to this, you know, turkey and dressing, man, these rolls, oh, oh, the oh. mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm like, eh, we ain't having that this year. Huh? What do you mean? So we're having fried fish and some coleslaw hush puppies. I remember when you told me that you were so excited. Like you thought I was going to raise you up on my shoulders and carry oh. you out of the arena. Oh, I knew you were going to kill me, but I was just, <laughs> I was just ready to see your reaction to it. <laughs> probably, probably trying to sell it to me. <laughs> And you were like, and even when we were there, you were just dogging me and dogging me. I oh, rode over man. there with you. You were like, I cannot believe what you've done. Oh, dude, I was so, I was like, it takes a lot to really upset me. <laughs> that <laughs> upset me. I was like, what? Weird fact that night after the thing was over, I, I mean, you got two liters of like Sprite Zero and drove around looking in cemeteries. Don't, I don't know why. I just, that's how I remember us doing that. I'm glad you remember so much of this. I guess I don't, but. That sounds great. And I know we we have our little drives every once in a while to go do that or Christmas lots or whatever. But yeah, I don't remember that either. Maybe I might have blocked that whole Thanksgiving out. I think you were because, oh yeah, the whole time you were just giving me crap the whole night. I, I know was that's like, been yeah. a, a joke in years since that happened. That's like, I'm like, hey, what's so and so bringing? You're like, fried fish. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, fried. What do we have now? They're eating fried fish this year with all the fixed. Ryan, that. you bring the hush puppies. We're not we're not doing traditional this year. Because Ryan doesn't like seafood that much. He eats fried fish, but he's really, it's not his favorite. Uh, don't mess with my Thanksgiving dinner. That's what I'm saying, Chris. <clears throat> if I can have it, if I can be there, let's go traditional on that. That's all I'm saying. What are we having this year? This year we're having Ponza. I don't even know what that, ain't that like a Filipino dish? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, I love when mom cooks, but she always made something called ponza, and that was the only thing I never liked that she made. Yeah, some kind of like an Asian dish or something, but. Couldn't stand it. Chris, I feel like we've covered this nonsense as long as we can. <laughs> Unless you have something else to throw out about Thanksgiving dinner. But if not, I say we move on to the mailbag. What do you think? Is that like a old door opening in a haunted house? It's supposed to be me rifling, rifling through mail. Chris, as you know, <laughs> we get thousands of letters every week. We ain't done a show in forever. They've been piling up. We're talking about building the, our own little shack just to keep it all in. But it don't even matter because today this mailbag actually came in by email. It came in through the heavysetpodcast at gmail.com. Are you ready for me to read it off? Yes. Okay, let me bring it up here. I've actually read this when it first got sent to us, but I completely forgot what it was. When it first got sent to us literally back in August. Yeah. <laughs> Not even joking. <clears throat> All right. Now, this mailbag says, Salutations, Hawthorne Brothers. I write to you as I'm in a dire strait and need some sound advice. Hold on, I just clicked off of it. Get a little bit closer to your mic there. A, I am a humble and simple man, not known for good looks. I love Star Wars. The original trilogy is by far the best, 
Empire Strikes Back the best overall. I love the prequels, except for Jar Jar. I truly enjoyed the Clone Wars and other shows. I do not like the sequel trilogy that came out in recent years. The stories and movies seem forced, no pun. I'm excited for the book of Boba Fett, which is a new show coming up, and and for the continuation of The Mandalorian. Are you guys fans at all of any of the Star Wars stuff? My questions to you are, I hate the recent sequels. Is it okay to still like Star Wars after that dumpster fire? We talked about it this year, going out of the box. Because I want you to save that soundbite of me saying that and use it throughout the show. Also, did Vanilla Ice really sample under pressure without permission? Chris, you remember that, don't you? Oh, of course I do. Under, uh, sampling under pressure for Ice Ice Baby? Doom, 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 Okay. <laughs> and Chris, this is speaking right to you. Okay. Being the avid hot dog lover you are, <laughs> we've already covered hot dogs. We have, yeah. If you were a hot dog and you were almost, almost starving to death, I think that's what, would you eat yourself? He also makes a note that says, rest in peace, Harry Carey. Ryan, love the show. Keep up the good work. <laughs> That's all it says about me. Sincerely, Bo Bill Turnbuckle. His name is Bo Bill Turnbuckle. Weird. Bo, we appreciate the letter. Mister. Does it say where Mr. Turnbuckle's from? He did not specify, and it came in by email. Otherwise, I would drop that knowledge. Sounds like a Wisconsin man. It does kind of seem that way. There is a lot to digest in that mailbag, Chris. So... His first thing was Star Wars. Star Wars was what he brought up first. Are Are you a Star Wars fan? I, I'm not even sure if I know this or not. Okay, I've never seen... When I think of Star Wars, I think of the prequels. Because when I was a kid, that's what was released. Which the, is Phantom the, Menace, uh, uh, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars and, and Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Okay. And so I've never seen the original Star Wars. I've seen one of the newer ones with uh, that good-looking chick. What's her name? Uh... Is it Daisy something? I, man, I do not know. Daisy, Rid- I, I might be the, the, the lead. The lead the in lead the most chick. recent trilogy. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. Maybe I'm. Anyway, I might be wrong about her name, but I've seen one of those. Okay, that's yeah, that's all I've seen. I have I have watched um, some Mandalorian on Disney Plus. A few episodes. I actually really liked that. And I don't. And I don't have like a fandom for Star Wars, but I thought that was really good. Never finished it because. I think my free I think my free account ran out. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you weren't going to pay to watch it. But what I watched of it, I liked. Okay. Well, as Bo Bill Turnbuckle can probably tell, we're not the biggest Star Wars fans. How do, what do you think? I am more familiar with it than you are. I, I have seen all of the like story or main movies, uh, you know, like the ep- episodes one through nine. The, the three trilogies, I've seen all those. I've actually watched them all recently. Uh, maybe within the last year, I rewatched all those with one of our buddies. We watched all those. And because the, uh, the <clears throat> last three, episodes seven, eight, and nine, the most recent ones they did, I had not seen those. So I watched those all for the first time just in this last year. Uh, they uh, have some spinoff movies. I've not seen, I've not seen those. But the reason why I went back and watched the uh, the main movies in Star Wars was I watched both seasons of The Mandalorian, and I really liked that a lot. 
And honestly, I think, in my opinion, that's my favorite thing from the Star Wars universe is the Mandalorian. I just like the feel of it. It's good storytelling. I thought it was very interesting. I liked it enough that I went back and rewatched a lot of those old movies. Now, that being said, I felt like the uh, episodes one, two, and three, which is actually the middle trilogy, kind of confusing, I guess, if you don't know Star Wars. I actually thought those were really good. And I... I thought they were underrated. I, I thought those were they were they were a lot better than people, you know, say they are. I dare say that my favorite overall of all of the nine movies was probably Revenge of the Sith. Now this is coming from someone that's not really a lifelong Star Wars fan. Uh, the, the first ones, which I, I feel like I'm being so confusing. So when I say the first ones, I'm talking about four, five, and six, the original trilogy. Those were also good. I liked Return of the Jedi the best of those. I especially liked the back and forth between Luke and Darth Vader towards the end. I mean, when they're trying to turn him evil and all that. I thought that was really good and well done, shot well, written well, you know, yada yada. But I agree with Mr. Turnbuckle. I was not a fan of the ones that Disney made uh, with with the new girl, the chick that you're talking about. Yeah. Seven, eight, and nine. And The Force Awakens, Return, not, or, you know what? Seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> I don't even know I'm good enough to listen. Hey, listen, I don't know what the hell you're talking about at this point. <laughs> well, they, I can't even put my, my foot on it exactly, but, like, they did, did not have any flow. The last three they made, which were connected, they didn't feel like they were connected. Mm-hmm. They, it was, they were very, like oddly written and I, I i didn't like the flow i wasn't a big fan of, of the newest trilogy the only reason i watched those is because i'm a huge fan of john boyega because i love the movie attack the block is uh he he the guy that plays finn yeah i think yeah and um so that's really that's really the main reason i watched it by the way i think they're gonna make a sequel to attack the block but that's actually interesting oh i love that movie but anyway here's what i think about star wars star wars is like my celebrity crush is natalie portman and she was in the middle trilogy and that's how i discovered her when i was a kid so i was like that was, when i think about that i think about natalie portman and how i'm like I always thought she was really good looking. And I think about, like, I, rem- I remember wanting to, like, murder Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that middle trilogy or the ones in the late 90s, early 2000s, kind of get a bum rap. I, I watched this. When I watched those, like, a year ago, uh, it's the first time I'd seen them since they first came out. And I actually really enjoyed watching them. I thought they were a lot better than people give them credit. And personally. the uh, the guy who played Obi Wan was what's his name? Is it Evan or something? Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan, yeah, I really like he. I really like him as an actor. Yeah, and he. I think he has his own spinoff coming out on Disney Plus. Also, that's cool. I thought he. I thought he made a great Obi Wan. Long story short, we are fans of the Star Wars universe, but. Not big fans. Not big fans. <laughs> Not big fans where I've only seen the prequels. You've only got so much time. And for my big franchises are Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles when it comes to like, you know, Ooh, yeah. nostalgia franchises. But I like those. I, I, I dabble in Star Wars. Like I said, I, I really like the Mandalorian. Now, Chris, what else did he ask us? If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Hmm. Kind of like a weird, like. I feel like there's like a weird underlying answer in there. 
But anyway, we won't, <laughs> we won't go. We, we won't go into that one. Um, we talked about it this year, going out of the box. Yeah, I think I would. I think if die in dire straits, if times got tough, I, I think, I, think I, I would think it have to be dire straits. You think I just go, like a Saturday you six night? Six hours without eating. I think you're taking five to <laughs> six hours. Oh. Hey, I actually went three days without eating here just this this week. I didn't eat for three days. Kind of surprising, ain't but it? But would you have gone three days if you weren't a hot dog? Mm, probably not. I think it would be like me late on Saturday night. Things are getting kind of weird. <laughs> and I would be like, hey, you know what? I'm a hot dog. Let's just give it a try. And I definitely think that Vanilla Ice sampled under pressure. Without permission. I think he came out and said he did in like a recent interview. I mean, yeah. this interview, I'm talking like a few years ago. More recently, I think he's just like, yeah, we clear, we clearly sampled that. Because Which I think, but I think he got a bam, uh, bum rap. Oh, yeah. Well, I he, think what he does completely fine. Which he, he joked about it. And one of the things I watched, he's like, I owe money when that song gets played. Yeah, rappers <laughs> sample songs all the time. And they're, they're not paying royalties on those. So I, I think he got a, a bum rap personally. I think I don't like his music. No offense, Vanilla Ice. I think the dude has a good personality and it shows up in his interviews and, and other projects he's done since that. I agree. But Mr. Turnbuckle, I hope we've answered some of your questions. I feel like it may have confused people with my Star Wars knowledge, which is not sharp. <laughs> but what's that black guy that's bad in there? Oh, yeah, Darth Vader. This is all in black. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's mean. Oh, but I hope we answered some of that to satisfy you. Chris, I say we jump right into it. We have been kind of what, you, what, what the, the hell place. have we been doing? We've almost been going for an hour here. And we've been all over the place. We have been That's all true. over the place. That's me, I don't though. know why I write these outlines. Because we're all over I'll, the place. I always tell you when you write those outlines, I'm like, okay, you know I'm going to go off script here, off script here. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. That's what you do best. That's what that's what you do best, Chris. You don't stick to directions, and you do nothing at all. <laughs> you don't stick to directions. I'm like spending hours working on something. You're like, you know what? Let's talk about grapes. Because, because like I will have like I will kind of think about. Sometimes I just like I randomly today I had all these thoughts. I'm just gonna say this. It's so funny when you send me stuff. I'm like, eh, this bastard sending me an outline. Like I'm gonna really follow this. Like, <laughs> I just want you to know basically what I'm talking about. I guess I know. I know. We do. You do a good job. I think we should talk about our main topic tonight because this is our Thanksgiving show. Clearly, we've been talking about food the entire time. I guess if you look at it from that perspective, every episode is our Thanksgiving show. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about for the main topic, Thanksgiving movies. This is an area that not a lot of people talk about. And as people will notice tonight, we're bringing up three movies. Two of them have nothing to do with Thanksgiving. But they're just very like autumny fall time movies for for both of us. And I we think, watch them usually in the month of November. I think they deal with the spirit of Thanksgiving. I would agree. I would agree with that. Seriously, the first one I'm going to bring up tonight. I can't think. I keep getting too far away from the mic. That good? Uh, you're a little. Uh, what's funny is you're turned up louder than I am. But for some reason, you're always because I'm so flamboyant. I'm just up. You're, hey, you're I'm so articulate. You're, you're you're moving around like a gazelle. <laughs> So quit flailing those arms, Ryan, and let's get to the topics here. First movie I want us to talk about tonight, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. A John Hughes movie. He wrote and directed it from 1987. Stars John Candy, who we both love, mm -hmm. and Steve Martin. 
Chris, I'm going to go ahead and ask this. Have you ever seen this movie? Of course I have. I watch it every year. It's about a marketing executive and a shower curtain salesman that are both trying to get home for Thanksgiving. And, of course, mishaps and misadventures keep happening. It's basically a buddy comedy road movie. And it's one of, it is one of my favorite movies of all time, Chris. This movie has inspired a lot of things. Like, this movie basically inspired uh, Due Date. Did it really? Yeah, I believe so. I'm, I I, you may that. want to research that, but I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that, because that, oh. if you, there's, of course, very similar. And now you say that, yeah, they're similar <clears throat> movies. And uh, what's the, I forgot his name. I actually wrote it down, but he created Family Guy. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. If you actually pay attention to Seth MacFarlane's movies and some of his TV shows, he references planes, trains, and automobiles. If you remember and think it was Ted 2, you know the mess around scene and planes, trains that they're driving? Yeah. Dun, 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 I've never doing, seen Ted 2, but yeah, Doing I love the that mess scene. around. Everybody's doing mess. Anyway, that was in Ted 2. And so in a lot of it, like in his Family Guy shows, he references this movie a lot. So you could tell. So this movie had a, you know... It planted a seed, and you can see that seed in all these other th- projects. You know, there's something about John Hughes movies. Like, he just does a great job, especially in the 80s, when it comes to writing characters and making you care about those characters. He also did a good job of picking talent. I'm not sure if he was actually the one casting those movies, but he does a great job. And he put John Candy, who we both love, in several of his films. But... That's the main thing. I mean, there's a lot of slapstick and like stupid nonsense that goes on, but it all is actually funny. And one thing that makes it funny is you actually care about these characters. You want to see them get home and you know, they're learning more about each other and their own home lives and like, you know, actually kind of facing some of the, their own faults and different things. And it's, it's a really good, in my opinion, well-written movie. That's what made John Hughes movies great because you cared about the characters, but it had so much. It wasn't just about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it wasn't just about. Uh, you made me free. You made cold, completely threw me off. Hold on. Yeah, it was. It, was... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just about the slapstick. Yeah, it wasn't just about like, yeah, of course it was slapstick, funny humor, which is what made it. But the comedies. There was so much depth to the characters and the heart and soul like you said you cared about them that scene in the plane trades and automobiles when uh john kenny's character was a dale griffith when he has that like you know like i like me speech you know yeah. whatever like you just you felt that and then you then you realize like all the hardships he's been through and you kind of learn about it like oh my gosh you care about the people john candy played the lovable slob with a heart of gold like nobody else yeah, has has period besides him. Him and Chris Farley are probably like my two favorite people of all time, and sadly, no longer with us. But yeah, I, if you have not seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the month of November is the time to watch that movie, and I highly recommend it. It comes on TV a lot. It's very accessible. It's easy to find. It is a '80s classic. If you like uh, road trip. Like odd couple, uh, slob versus neat type movies. Uh, it, it, it is a phenomenal movie. I highly recommend it. And I also highly recommend this second movie we're going to talk about. And funny enough, Chris, it also stars John Candy 
And it was also written and directed by John Hughes. I didn't know if you knew that. I did know that. We watched it today. We watched it today. Yeah. I mean, we were recording this in November, and there are certain movies we like to watch, and we were like, let's watch Uncle Buck. It came out in 1989, like I said, starring John Candy, directed, written by John Hughes. Uh, John Candy plays Uncle Buck, who's basically a, you know, like a out-of-work slob with a heart <laughs> of gold. Uncle Buck has has to he has to come in as a last resort to babysit his brother's three kids when the when the parents his brother has to go out of town and uh, Chris what did you think of this? It's funny because like I re and I've like all the movie characters of all time I relate to Uncle Buck. Yeah, you told me that when you're watching it. Though. I was like, man, this guy is just like I always feel like I'm Uncle Buck. Like, I don't know. So that's why I really like the movie because I feel not that I'm exactly like him, but it's so for me, it's so relatable. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I, under, I, what do you call that? Um, sympathize with that character. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people could sympathize with that character. And so that's why I love this movie. Like, he's, he's the single man, uh, the slob <laughs> with the heart of gold, though, with the heart of gold. Yeah. Just like Chris. And I don't know. I really like, God, John Candy was such a such a lovable, real character. And when you really watch this movie, watch his interactions with Macaulay Culkin and that, uh, and that other child actor, and even the relationship he built with the uh, the oldest daughter in that movie, yeah. who was so combative with A lot of story revolves around him and the oldest daughter. She's headstrong and rebellious, a teenager. Uh, her parents kind of let her in a sense, kind of run wild. She has a lot of friction between her and her parents and uncle Buck kind of comes in and they have a lot of scenes together and kind of, you know, set her right because he kind of knows what she's going through. I mean, he's kind of like no nonsense, like, you know, cut the crap. It ain't going to work with me. I'm not your parents. Yeah. You're not going to run wild with me. And he cares. And he's also like, Oh yeah, it's all coming from a good place. And what I like about it, and also this movie sheds, sheds light on his demons. He's dealing with like being the single man, not really, you know, putting forth, um, I guess not really like making a life of his own or something. He's bad on yeah. his issues at the same time. A character time. who is, you know, he he, he still kind of acts like he's 20 years old. Exactly. Even though he is now, you know, at least middle age. I think he's supposed to be, and I think the character's supposed to be in his 40s. But he's still kind of living that, you know, bachelor, young lifestyle. And being around those kids and, and those different situations makes him actually realize that it's time for him to take his relationship to the next level and kind of grow up. It's time for him to kind of grow up. And one thing about John Hughes, the director, he did a phenomenal job of writing characters for John Candy, basically bringing out the best in him. And I, I love that guy's movies. And this movie also inspired home alone. So, did it really? Yeah. Cause if you, do you remember the scene, <laughs> uh, Shanice is coming back because he uh, John Kenny is going to go look for the oldest daughter, and then Sh- Shanice, his girlfriend, is going to come watch the kids. And yeah. Macaulay Culkin's sitting there; he's looking out the mail slot, and and he's freaking himself out, and he thinks he sees those three burglars. And yeah. That, oh yeah, yeah. And um, they watched that scene, and he and, they, and that's what got him the idea with to make Home Alone. They were like, "There's something here with this." It, it sparked an idea. You know, John Hughes also wrote Home Alone. He, he wrote Home Alone 1 and 2. He didn't direct them, 
But he wrote them. They were directed by Chris Columbus. Uh, John Hughes has been involved in a lot more movies than people probably even realize. There's probably a lot of John Hughes fans out there who don't even know it. John Hughes didn't even use his real name towards the end of his career for different projects. There's stuff out there that's made that John Hughes has no connection with because he chose to not, not attach his real yeah, name. Not attach his real name to this. So it's in like the movie Drillbit Taylor. It was one of the yeah. last things he ever worked on. And you love that movie. Sadly, yeah. you know, John Candy and John Hughes are, have passed, but yeah. And fun fact also, you know, John Candy's in Home Alone, and he did that just as a favor to John Hughes. Yeah. John Hughes was like, hey, I just really, I know you're not going to be a main character, but I want you to be a part of this in some form or fashion. And John Candy's like, yeah, of course I will. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, John Candy <clears throat> and John Hughes. Love the movies they worked on. And this is not necessarily a Thanksgiving movie, but it just feels right to watch this in November. It got, feels like it, it needs to be a part of this season. People might disagree with us. I, I feel like maybe they just need to watch it and then judge for themselves. But the time of year I always want to watch this movie is right around Thanksgiving. For some reason, it just feels like a Thanksgiving movie to me. It's got the heart and soul. At the end of the day, it's about family. It's got a certain charm to it supposedly it's been a while since i've heard any, anything about this but i know a couple years ago they're talking about a remake of this being in development starring melissa mccarthy i don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and also oh and there's also a remake of planes trains and automobiles in development starring will smith and kevin hart did you know that i didn't know that i mean i would well, i would see that before the uncle buck one doesn't necessarily mean those movies will be made but they are working on them basically or, you know, they're in development. Mm -hmm. But, Chris, I think people might have a harder time wrapping their heads around our third and final pick. I'm talking, of course, about the movie Escanaba in the Moonlight. We also watched some of that today, even though we all felt, we all, we all took a nap during it. Oh, dude, I was so tired. I'll have to go back and rewatch that sometime next week or so, I guess. Just in case you're wondering, because it's going to be hard to find out there, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's free on YouTube. Yeah, Escanaba in the Moonlight, D-A, Duh in the Moonlight. It's a 2001 comedy that was written, directed, and stars Jeff Daniels. It's about deer hunting, and it's set in Escanaba, Michigan, or at least in that area. Well, it is about deer hunting, and what's funny is, like, <laughs> the, the movie... It, it's about that and so much more. So much more goes oh, yeah, on during the very film. very vague description. <laughs> it's such a crazy movie. It's hard to even give a description on that movie. And we're not deer hunters. Like, it's so funny that, like, we love this so much, but there's a certain, like... A well, certain... we've grown we've grown up around it. Oh, yeah. it's We're, we're from the South, and so, yeah, like... Deer hunting is a big thing, and I have no issue with deer No, hunting. we're not against it. We just... It's hell, so it's, lazy. It's, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I when someone goes out because I love eating deer meat. However, when someone kills a deer, like let's gut this thing, I'm like yuck. I'm like I ain't I ain't doing none of that. I thought that came packaged at the yeah. store. I don't understand. Remember one of my buddies killed a deer, and um, I was like I was like I saw a deer. Are you gonna have to Are you gonna have to defer that thing? <laughs> I think like his girlfriend looked at me. He's like, hey, listen. Don't ever say defer ever again. It's called skinning a deer. I'm like, hell, I don't know. <laughs> what do you, you got to take the skin? They got to take all the fur off, don't you? It's just so funny that his girlfriend called you out. Yeah, she was like, hey, don't ever say hey, defer. Girl, ain't going in the house making some iced tea. We'll yeah. be out here. All right, I'll, I'll make you some strawberry shortcake. All right, fellas. No, but I, but I love, like, I've always wished, I wish I could be a deer hunter. Like, I love the, 
I've always wanted to go on the hunt and then, you know, have, see a deer be shot. Like, just to, to get that experience, I was like, I, I bet you I would love that. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. I, my thing is, I don't know. It's, but this movie has a certain, to get back on the film, there's a certain, is there a camaraderie aspect with the father and sons that we relate to? Yeah, because it's it's basically about Jeff Daniels and his brother in the movie named Remnar and uh, the the father. I can't even think of the father's name off the top of my head. Pop. Yeah, they might just call him Pop the whole movie. And what they, they, the whole movie takes place at deer camp and just the misadventures and different stuff they go through while they're at camp. They don't, you never even see the characters go out hunting until the very end of the movie. You see Jeff Daniels go out. Yeah, because. Uh, well, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, because, you know, Jeff Daniels' character is called, his nickname around the town folk is the Buckless Youper. So he has never killed a deer his entire life, and he's he's like in his 40s, I believe. Yeah, he's 43. If he doesn't kill a deer that season, that deer season, he will be the oldest one in his family to never, as they say, bag a buck. Now, and then you hear about that. This movie is so much more. This movie is not a Academy Award winner by any means. But no, it is a direct-to-video film, I yeah, think. It is so, like, it makes me wish that we were deer hunters, only because we can go off to a deer camp and just eat and drink root beer. The third <laughs> act of the movie, for me, goes a little off the rails, and a little like, kind of like, what the heck is going on type of thinking. But as a whole... Uh, it's a it's a really good movie, and the first two acts l- lift up the third, the, the end of the movie, the final third. And I definitely think, it, even if just as a curiosity, it's worth a watch this November. But we watch it every November. Well, we like it. Yeah, I mean, it's also it is free on YouTube. It's not like a YouTube upload, but somebody just uploaded it, so you you can watch it for free at least for now until they pull it. But um, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna pull it. It's been up there for years. I actually own the movie, but yeah. So, and this is a movie. This is one movie that me and Ryan, me and Ryan can't agree on much in life. But one thing we can't agree on is this film because do you remember us going to stay with Justin years ago? Oh, Justy Bug, our yeah. brother, aka Justy Bug. I, I was actually gonna bring this <clears> up <throat> if you didn't. <laughs> so we stayed with him for like three days. Me and you could not agree on anything. Except for this movie. So we watched this film six, at least six times in yeah, a row. Justin had a very limited DVD collection. <laughs> or he may have had a, a thousand movies. I don't know. But we would literally go through all of them every day. I'd be like, oh, let's just watch Escanaba and the Moonlight again. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we literally watched it at least six times. Let's see if Jeff Daniels can bag that buck. But, uh, man, that's a good memory. Yeah, that, it's, it's a strange movie. I'm not going to even try to sugarcoat it. It's odd, and as the movie goes on, it just gets stranger and stranger. It's, but it's it's a good movie, and it's it's worth the watch. It's why I like it because I'm a weird person, and so <laughs> I just I love I love the weirdness about it because it's so stupid. Yeah, but yeah, that is those are our our and, three main Thanksgiving movies. And the final scene of that movie, and when, when the I won't I guess I'm not going to give it away, but the final scene and the music that plays like warms my heart so much i don't know if it's like a nostalgic feeling too and like well you're going along on on the journey exactly with the main character and so so uh, you want to see things turn out good for him so if you recall i sent you and justy bug that song the other day or for a couple months ago i should yeah. say yeah and i like that song 
But yeah, it's a great, great Thanksgiving. I think it's One More River to Cross is the name of the song. One more river to cross, ride one One more mountain mountain to to climb, climb. (laughs) one more day to survive. Oh my gosh. Can I have your autograph after this? (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you're going to, let's say you have to just recommend one of these movies, which one's it going to be for for the Thanksgiving season? I mean, just one. It's so tough. That is really hard. I don't know what I would say because I love them all. For for me, I love all three of those. For me, it's plane, planes, trains, and automobiles. If you were just going to watch one, Ugh. I think I really talked about these in order for me. Because second would be Uncle Buck, and then third would be Escanaba. I would say kick off the evening with planes, trains, and automobiles. Then you're going to move on to Uncle Buck because you need that heart and soul and family. Then for the whole, then for the weirdness and hilarity for your nightcap, view Escanaba. <laughs> yeah, make a big pot of beans and some cornbread and watch Escanaba. I think that would be a nice little day. Hell yeah. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> well, hell, hell yeah, yeah it would be. be. We basically had that day today. Those are our picks, guys. We hope you watch them. Check them out. Get on Facebook. Let us know what you think about those movies. If you've seen them or if you watch any of them based on these recommendations. But Chris, I want to move on because we're about to resurrect an old, what's the word I'm looking for? An old topic topic that we have not broke out in a long time. But I feel like the Thanksgiving season is the perfect time to break it back out. Chris, I'm talking about heavy set go, heavy set tips and tricks for guys and gals. Chris, I think we have a great one for the month of November. That we have. This has been been on the docket. Oh, yeah. for, for actually, about a year now. I've been trying to put this into a show for like the last 10 shows, literally. It literally gets scratched out. <laughs> we just always we always feel like we run over, but today we don't care. Like, okay, we've been recording for three hours. What can we scrap from this? We only got through the introduction. You brought elastic belts into my life at a time where I needed it most. That's right. Our heavy set pick, heavy set go pick is elastic belts. And go, go on, Chris. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I don't know what situation I was in, but I was going somewhere or coming back from somewhere. I can't remember. You had a bad spot in your life. I was at a rough. I was having a rough patch. <laughs> you had a crossroads. <laughs> and um, and just during this rough patch, my belt. I, I I just bought a brand new belt, and I I remember I put it on, wore it the first time, and the belt literally just falls apart. It just I mean <laughs> just cut every piece of this, every piece of metal, everything <laughs> falls off. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> What kind of cheap piece of crap belt did I buy? I can just picture you having a real bad day. Yeah. And your belt falls apart. Oh, yeah. Not to mention I'll have a rough, rough go of life. And then I'll put my put a brand new belt on that I never wore before. All of a sudden, ping, 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 ping. <laughs> yeah, it makes noise. Plain dance. And I wasn't home. The metal buckle flies off your it, stomach. It, it did. Sticks, it sticks it, into the wall. Ping. <laughs> like a ninja star. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that exactly happened. I remember it popped out. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And my pants fell down to make matters worse. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm at, I can't remember, I was at someone's house or some gathering. I was like, oh, my God. You were God. at somebody's house and your pants fell down. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, I'm going to be, if I because I could not, my pants were just going to fall down. So I'm like, I cannot stand, which, of course, I'm not going to. I'm not known for standing up for a long period of time anyway. If I've been there, I've been like, what, what, what? And so usually when I'm <laughs> when I'm having a rough go in life, I usually call you up and I'll come and hang out with you. 
<laughs> You're seeking me out for wisdom. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that, wisdom. Remember I went to your house and I was like, man, how's that? I'm having a rough go. Freaking put a, I got this brand new belt, put it on, bastard fell apart on me out there. <laughs> You were like, hey, I go back in my bedroom and um, I got an elastic belt you can just have. I was like, oh, yeah, because not only are they uh, trendy, <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> trendy. I don't know how trendy they are. They are for me. Trendy they are yeah. for fat guys. Oh, goodness. Not only are they good and dependable, but they're also cheap. Ex- exactly. That's the. Ugh. Like sometimes, like, just like anytime I place the. F- not every time, but a lot of times when I place an order on Amazon. I'll just add like a five dollar elastic belt to my order, just so I have backups. I've got like three or four backups at the house. One wears out. I got a cornucopia of them, dude. I was so this is kind of a thing to how lazy I am too. I used to get so lazy that I would like, because I would. (laughs) This is gonna be bad too, I guess to admit, but I would like wear like a pair of jeans. Because you, when I'm at my house, I'm not wearing pants. I'm in my boxers. Yeah, pretty much anywhere I go if I can, (laughs) and so like. I would will, I will wear my pants so like when it was time to wash them because I would take them off and just re-wear them the next day. I don't care. You can judge me all you want as long as they were clean. <laughs> yeah. But then when it was time to wash them, I, was, I wouldn't even take the elastic belt out. I just throw, I would throw it in the wash machine because I had like six of them in my drawer. Good man. grief, so man. Which is, I don't do that anymore as it was a bad, lazy habit. It's probably not good for the belt. It wasn't. It, or for your self-esteem. I tell you what, though. They last, though. Even in the dryer when you let them ping around in there. They, they hold up for I've a never, while. Yeah. The thing is, okay, and I think, I don't know if we've done a good job of explaining what's so good about them besides they're cheap and they're dependable and they're, and they're also comfortable because they're elastic you you cinch them up and they hold your pants in place like they're supposed to but because they're elastic when you sit down they will also expand with you that's the idea they're not going to hold your gut like in a death hole make you feel like you got a girdle on or some nonsense like that they will also give they have some they have some give it's like relaxed fit pants i guess here's only in belt form and that is a huge selling point. Another major selling point is, and then regular belts, you got just specific belt loop holes. Okay. And sometimes maybe you might outgrow those holes. You need to make some new holes in your belt. We've all been there. <laughs> oh, I've got I've, I ate too many turkey clubs today. Yeah, make a new hole. In of my course, belt. it's always it always feels good when you have to make a new hole in your belt. Like I'm not losing a little bit of weight here. I can tighten this belt a little tighter. But then you're sitting there with a knife, kitchen knife. You're trying to whittle it down. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about like you had to make a new hole at the end. Like you're trying to put a new hole in the tip because you can't <laughs> put a too new, much weight. Put a new hole in the t- I got you just a- you got the very t- you got very the tip of the belt. You're trying to put a little hole I'm in there. Asking a lot of this belt. You, your belt's just hanging on by a thread <laughs> like mine was. <laughs> But yeah, but that's the good thing about elastic. But there's no the whole because it goes through the belt goes through the mesh, so you can yeah. put it anywhere you want to. Yeah, so you can the, do it as tight. I mean, it's so yeah, perfect. Yeah, you can put yeah the metal buckle wherever you want to on the belt. You can get it tight, loose anywhere. It don't matter. You can cut the belt in half. Exactly. It don't it don't even matter. The belt I have right now, the elastic belt, is actually too big. I mean, it's way, it's way too big for me. However, because I can put the damn thing in the, in anywhere in the mesh, I just... It's get, still good. Yeah, I get the rest of the belt. Just loop it through my belt loop holes. Yeah, you get and, like a big old long piece of belt left over. You can just twirl it around like you got something to play with. Now. Yeah, I, I do that. I do. <laughs> Act like it's a ninja weapon I, and swing it around. Usually whenever... Uh, <laughs> 
I'm like somewhere trying to mess with somebody. I'll pull the extra belt to act like I got a big dong and I'm just smacking on the table. <laughs> if you're a heavy set guy or gal and you have not purchased or checked out an elastic belt, I highly recommend it, especially around the holiday time because they are going to give with you, but they're still going to give you that wonderful support that you need to flash yourself around town. Super cheap. That's our heavy set tip for you. We hope you guys appreciate it. Elastic belt. Buy three of them at a time. Yeah, they're they don't cost much of nothing. Hey, that's last a, one I bought was like five ninety nine. That's that a great. Was like a couple weeks ago. It's a phenomenal Christmas gift too, because and then you're gonna be like, why the hell am I gonna get somebody a belt? Well, listen, they're gonna thank you down the road. They're like, listen, that was the greatest gift you could have ever given me. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I think you said that to me when I gave you mine. Because I, like you said, I just gave you one. It was I had like, like three laying around my room. It changed the way I look at belts, <laughs> and it changed the way you looked at me. Like this cat, he knows some things. Well, yeah, this cat's got wheels. This cat's got <laughs> wheels. All right, Chris, you ready to move on? Yes. <laughs> I love. We've been really bad about having like a good topic sticking to our stuff the last few episodes. But I want to move on to the reviews. How's that sound? That's funny. I forgot all about the reviews. But yeah. I know you did. What's sad is, oh, man, yeah, speaking of reviews, we've been gone a while. A lot of people have got us stuff to try. You want to go ahead and get up here and get the stuff for the people, You want me right? to get the stuff? Get the stuff. I'll entertain the folks. Okay. Well, that's basically how it goes anyway. <laughs> I'll be back, fellas. A lot of people have... And we've been gone a while, and so many people have bought us stuff for the show, and we have we have just been holding on to this. We're like, are we going to get to it? We will eventually. We've got a lot of stuff to try. We're going to get to those, and we're going to make sure we give the proper shout-outs as Ryan brings the milk. You couldn't get a bigger thing of milk? How big do we need? Well... I do. I like milk. I think like, milk's underrated. For all intents and purposes, I think it'll serve. And we also, I forgot to grab the dang candle. But I want to give a shout out to Miss Sherry. She got us. I don't. I'm sure. I know. I've told you, but she got us the actual Dr Pepper candle. It is a in a Dr Pepper can. I forgot to freaking grab it and bring it over here. But the next episode, we are going to light that bad boy up. So, Miss Sherry, we love you. Thank you for the candle. Do you not have any clean spoons? There should be some clean spoons. Look over on the left. Look over where those cleaned to the left. There you go. There's two clean spoons. Well, that's hey, we got two people. How about we just pour the cereal in my... I'm not sharing a bowl with you. Well, that's good. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? I guess I need to hold on to it until I put some inside of it. So, <laughs> today for the reviews that I, that I remembered to bring with us, or Ryan remembered to bring with us too, we've got the Ghostbusters cereal. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife cereal that was given to us by. I was looking gonna, at me. I was going to let you say the name. Here's the thing. Hey, I'm back, everybody. <laughs> I asked, like Chris has already said, thank you guys so much for bringing this stuff. I have a box of the new Ghostbusters cereal to try. 
I wanted to save it, save it for this show because the movie, whenever we're actually recording this, the movie comes out next week. I'm super excited about it. I wanted to review the serial, and we had a outpouring of people buying us the serial. Yeah, uh, a lot of people. A lot of people got us the serial. Uh, Justy Bug, thank you so much. Caitlin, thank you. Uh, Justin, thank. Well, Justin Turner, different one. Thank you. Um, 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 I'm forget. Thank you guys so much. I know I'm forgetting people because I had literally ten boxes of the cereal. Not even joking. All from different people. Thank you guys all so much. We appreciate your support. We can't even really explain how much we appreciate it. Oh yeah, because I've, there's a certain hall. I've got a heavy set hall of fame, and that is for people who get me food. The list is happily growing. And um, maybe one day we're going to... i tell you what we should do. Get Heavy Set Hall of Fame t-shirts. And then hand them out. Ooh. Very colorful. It pink. Give me the bowl. This is yours. Okay, give me yeah. the big one. I don't want that other bowl. <laughs> is there something I didn't know about this bowl? <laughs> well, I don't want to tell. It's fine. Oh, man. I almost spilled milk in my notes. Splash just a tad bit more milk in mine. There you go. You want a little milk? Or meak? Got some good old-fashioned meak. Really wish we would have talked about that for Halloween. Maybe next year. The new movie Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out November 19th. And we're going to review two things today. The first one is Ghostbusters Afterlife Serial. First off, I just want to say... I love the box. The good thing about you guys sending it so much is I have two boxes that are just back that are unopened that I'm just going to keep <coughs> because I love the box so much. What company makes this cereal? General Mills put this out. It is fruity flavored sweetened corn puffs with marshmallows and other natural flavors. Hmm. And the cereal, the corn puffs are pink. And it's got yellow, or I don't know where I got that from, white marshmallow ghosts. And the blue, there's a new monster in the movie called Muncher that's blue. And Chris, I'm assuming that the blue marshmallow is supposed to be him. <laughs> You've eaten almost your entire thing. I'm going to try it. <laughs> kind of ghostly. I know exactly what this tastes like. What? I haven't had cereal in so long. Dude, I have not had cereal in forever. I'm not getting another bite. Dude, I've been eating this whole bowl. We talked about it this year, going out of the box. Because I want you to save that sound bite of me saying that and use it throughout the show. I can hear myself smacking in the feedback. And it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know I hate listening to it. Everybody should like... be used to hearing it by now. Okay, yes, I know exactly what this tastes like, though. And cereal that's also made by General Mills. This tastes just like Frankenberry. Dude, yeah, Just it like it. I mean, it also looks a lot like it. It does look like Frankenberry. But this... Wow. The When they're saying fruity-flavored sweetened corn puffs, I mean, this is like this is like strawberry, is it not? This tastes like Frankenberry. It's got a strawberry flavor to it, for sure. And... <clears throat> Which I, I I love Frankenberry, and so I just want to put that out right now. It's good. 
I, I'm like you. I haven't eaten uh, like a kid's cereal, like actually good tasting cereal, in a long time. So this is actually like a it's nice actually really treat. good. Do what? Good. You can have the rest of that box. I got 18 more at the house. You got 18 of those? No, I'm being sarcastic, but I still got three boxes at the house. No joke. Two, I'm actually keeping. I'm not going to open up. Yeah, save might be collector's edition. I do. I got so much stuff. People have bought us at the house. It's not even funny. But anyway, we're going off on a tangent. This, if you haven't tried the cereal, if you like Frankenberry, uh, you'll like this. It's very similar. <laughs> I'm like how I'm adding absolutely nothing to this. I'm just keep stuffing your mouth just over there. eating cereal. <clears throat> okay. Honest, we have a heavy set scale, review scale. Zero is awful, heavy set hell. Five is heavy set heaven. Chris, you've been stuffing your foot. Fi- you literally have finished that off on those. No, yeah, I ain't stopping. <laughs> on, on our scale, are you ready to give a review? I'm going to give this a. Uh, about a four out of five, Ryan, because I, you know, we love Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I love ghostly aspects. I also love Frankenberry. This tastes like Frankenberry. Love strawberries. It's got a good strawberry and cream aspect with the marshmallows and the milk. I bet the milk after you finish the cereal is amazing. Oh yeah, I'm about to find out. About to, about to find out. That's also that's a very important part to cereal. People don't like to drink the cereal milk. I do. I'm uh, I'm probably gonna give this a three point five out of five. Which is good. This is good cereal. Um, it's not my favorite cereal. Like I like I would probably give Lucky Charms a five out of five. I love Lucky Charms. You a Charms guy? I'm a Charms guy, and I also I said it tastes like Frankenberry. In terms of the monster cereals, Count Chocula is my favorite, but Frankenberry is a close second. And this is good. So is that. Keep it going. I'm gonna give you a milk review. Uh, Chris has finished his bowl of cereal. And he is drinking the fruity milk, the cereal milk. Ah. Chris, what do you think? Well, <coughs> it doesn't give the milk as that, you know, as much. You also wolfed it down in two seconds. <laughs> that was good, man. Of course, I'm a fat guy, so I love it all. But, man, that's a good bowl of cereal. That's the first bowl of cereal I've probably had in a year, honestly. Um, doesn't give the milk as much of a flavor. Of course, I didn't let it soak in that long, but... It's good nonetheless. Four out of four to five for me. Three point five out of five. It's good. I liked it. Probably wouldn't be nothing special if you eat a lot of this type of cereal. But if you don't, <coughs> hey, if you're a fan of the Ghostbusters, that what better time to dip back into those kid cereals? Seriously, it's good. And Chris, we have something here to wash it down with. Besides, I guess the cereal milk. Who who donated these to us? Do you remember? My good pal, Pedro. Pedro. Yep. <coughs> Pedro, thank you so much because he gave us some gingerbread snapped Mountain Dews to try. Now, Chris, I wanted to do, you know, like the Ghostbuster cereal for, you know, like November with the movie coming out. This is kind of more of a Christmassy soda, but I thought, you know, we're right on the verge of the Christmas season. Pedro. Thanks, pal. When he sent me this, he sent me a picture. He's like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, okay, for starters, the cans, these Mountain Dew cans that they've been doing really feel like something out of the 90s, like the style. Because they know if they know if they want to go get a good money grab, we got to go, you got to give people nostalgia. 
It looks like some retro punk gingerbread men with snowballs. You know, I didn't even ask Pedro what he thought about these. I should have asked him. You didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thanks for getting a Mountain Dew, Pedro. Now, if you could just get bringing them over. Do with a blast of artificial gingerbread flavor. What better tagline for a soda is that? Um, have you tried it yet? Yeah, I'm drinking Boy, it right. Your can's in, gone. I'm, I'm drinking it right in front of you. Of course I've tried it. <laughs> I'm looking at my can. I'm going to try it. This, uh, you know, <laughs> this is actually not bad. Wow. Okay, now, this is, is, of course, a gimmicky soda. However, it really doesn't have a gimmicky flavor. Here's what I mean about that. When you think of gimmicky sodas, usually they're not drinkable. Wait, wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I'm, I just tried it. I want to throw this out to you. And I'm sorry you can go on with, with your thought. If you close your eyes and I told you that this was pumpkin spice soda with Mountain Dew, would you know the difference? Or would you be like, yes, that's that's correct? Well, let me close my eyes and take a, take a drink. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, kind of. Well, I don't know. I think I'm just off base. I think you might be a little off. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come out and say that's pumpkin spice. See, I'm getting a lot of like cloves and like cinnamon and stuff in it, which I guess are also classic gingerbread flavors. Well, yeah, Ryan, it's a it's a freaking gingerbread. <laughs> well, I'm saying those are also classic pumpkin <clears throat> spice flavors. In my opinion. Okay, you, 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 I don't think you're too far off base here. The pumpkin but, spice flavor in general is kind of vague. Okay, I see it. It's kind of vague. On the aftertaste, the, uh, it's sorry, got I something burped. there. It is. On the after notes, on the tip of the tongue. I think I might be wrong calling this a Christmas soda. I really think this may be the perfect Thanksgiving month beverage. This, this taste, this... This soda tastes like November. It does to me. I think it. <laughs> I've always associated gonna, pumpkin spice more with Thanksgiving than Christmas. You are correct. And and fall, autumn. I, I can't wait to tell somebody when I like. Man, that really tastes like November. It's a. Yeah, it does to me. It's a very autumny tasting soda. Like the leaves are changing color. They're falling. You're gonna light your pumpkin spice candle, and you're gonna drink this gingerbread Mountain Dew. And it's actually, I actually enjoy this. It's it's not an offensive yeah. soda by any means. That's why I was going back to gimmicky sodas. It's usually they're not, you know, re-drinkable. This is, this is not, this, you, I could, I would buy this again and drink it. Not all the time, but I would get it again. It's, that, re, it's re-drinkable. That is honestly much better than what I thought. And what you're saying right now, it's exactly how I feel. I did not have high expectations for this. That, that was much better. Better than I thought it was. Freaking be. sweet looking can too. Yeah, I also like the can. This to me is better than Major Melon Mountain Dew. I think that's might have been the last Mountain Dew variation I tried was the Major Melon. This is actually better. Yeah, this is a lot better. I, I wasn't Major Melon was good, but I wasn't crazy about it. I think my recommendation on this, if you are looking for a Thanksgiving soda or Christmas, yeah, well, yeah, kind of Christmas, but. Yeah, really for me, more just like a, a autumn, an autumn soda, a fall soda. This, I think this is it. It really captures those flavor profiles for me. Like kind of like the, the spices of the pumpkin spice, it's the not, gingerbread notes. Yeah, yeah, the gingerbread spice isn't offensive. The cloves, the cinnamon, the, like I think there's a bit of nutmeg in there. 
It has all those things going on in the flavor profile. Little dash of nutmeg. <laughs> you got to have that nutmeg. <laughs> Excuse me. Goodness. I think that just as the soda, <clears throat> just compared to all other sodas, <laughs> dude, you about, it over. Dude, you about spilled so, that everywhere. I'm so flamboyant. I know. You hands. freaking just talk. Just look at Com- my hands. Compared to all other sodas. Now, this is probably like, you know, a three out of five. But in the world of novelty sodas, this is this is probably a four point five out of five for me. So you, you, because, like you said, a lot of those novelty sodas are not re, that drinkable. It's all about the novelty. This actually tastes good. I could tie this to a season and enjoy it in that season every year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I've really I stopped. I, I really don't. I'm not a crazy about sugar sodas anymore. I can't drink them hardly anymore. I've kind of gotten away from them. But this isn't bad. So now I'm a, I'm rating this as far as novelty gimmicky sodas. Did it hit its mark, Ryan? Did this do what it set out to do? In my opinion, it did. It gets a five out of five for me. Wow. Five. Well, this I'd- is a holiday soda. It's got the perfect uh, artist work on there. It's very '90s esque, which I love. Who doesn't? And the flavor profile is there. It's not offensive. It's a nice, light drink. Yeah, hats off to Mountain Dew. They're all Mountain Dew's bringing it. They also released you know, uh, an Apple Mountain Dew. Yeah, that I'd like to get my hands on. Pedro? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Audience, keep us in sodas and snacks. I heard, I heard rumors that it's exclusively at Kroger, but I don't know that for a fact. Well, time to go to Kroger. I also like to point out your can, smash, empty. Your cereal bowl empty. My can almost full. My cereal. <laughs> Chris is out of field day while I've been talking. Better question is, you going to finish that cereal and that Mountain Dew? Can uh, I mix it together? Yeah, yeah, there's my Mountain Dew. Nah, I can't drink after you remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm disgusting. Nah, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, that's our reviews. I got to rec- I think these were both great. If I'm just going to recommend one. It's got to be the Mountain Dew soda. Or, yeah, the Mountain Dew gingerbread soda. Bring it back next year. This is perfect for November. Highly recommended. I like Dude, it. Dude, do a Christmas lineup. Do like a cranberry Mountain Dew. Like a... Oh, uh, Oh, let me like tell a, you. A cranberry, like do what 7-Up does and do like a cranberry spiced Mountain yeah, Dew. Yeah, heck yeah. Or just cut out the crap and bring back Pepsi Holiday Spice. Ho- yeah, Holiday Spice was good. That was Dude, like I underrated. That. Like a spicy cola drink. Mm. Pepsi gets a lot of crap, but you know, they make pretty good stuff. They ain't getting it from me. <laughs> alright Chris that's the end of our reviews <clears throat> are you ready to move on to the hypothetical hootenanny yeah Chris I don't even really have to I'll go ahead and introduce this I mean there really is no need we both ask each other a crazy hypothetical question or what if type of question and we have to honestly answer what we'd really do in that situation you know something interesting I just thought about I'm sorry <laughs> <coughs> You know they realize that we always something happens and we usually have to stop recording and stuff. We have not stopped once since we sat down. That's because we're so good. We're so yeah. I don't know if I'd say that. Interesting. Actually, actually, because we've loosened up a lot, we left a lot of crap in these new episodes <laughs> that we we would have been ashamed of when we started. True. Like belching. Yeah. yeah anyway. Exactly. You are right about that. I we I used to have to stop. So we're like, well, let's get this out of the way. Yeah, I we were worried about ourselves. people knowing how disgusting we are. Now I just lean over, cough, and <laughs> belch, and go back to it. Ryan. Oh, are we starting? I'm just going to take you right in here. All right. Because I got to take a pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
dad and Nate Puh. Dad's holding your dog. Um, Nate Puh is in Nate, my dog. Nathaniel, a.k.a. Nathaniel Gulliver, a.k.a. Nate Puh. <clears throat> Ryan's son. Um, dad is holding Nate Puh over this humongous vat of lava. Oh, my God. Why are you always trying to kill Nate Gary Puh? Busey is holding them hostage. What? And he looks at you and he says, listen. The only way you're going to save your dad and your dog is if you make love to me. Oh, my goodness. And if you say no, I'm pulling this cord, and there I'm going to drop it. <laughs> I'm going to drop it to a vat of lava, right? If you don't do this, act on me. I'm Gary Busey. And um, that is, uh, what are you going to do, buddy? Hey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's coming back out for Thanksgiving show. He ain't pulling no punches. Oh, man. I got a. I, <laughs> I actually wrote a really creative, like, Gary Busey thing that I'm going to use later on. But I was like, I just want to have Ryan, like, make love to Gary Busey. I love, the, I love the origin of this. How can I get Ryan to make love to him? <laughs> so, anyway, what are you going to do? So, okay. If I don't make, make love. <laughs> To Gary Busey, am I understanding that correctly? Exactly. I then our father and my dog are gonna die. That is correct. In a vat, and a whole thing of lava be dropped in there. So, so horrifically die. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't imagine it's gonna be fun. So, yeah. <laughs> it was nice knowing those guys. You're gonna let them just get zapped up and fry in a vat of lava? I won't think another thing about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not asking you to like, you know, slut around with Busey. I'm like, I mean, it's passionate. That's exactly what you're asking <laughs> me. This is going to be a passionate moment. It's love, Ryan. No, there ain't going to be no love. I don't, I don't know where you're getting that from. Okay. And I'm, I happen to be spectating this too. I just happen to oh, be Oh, of course there. you are. <laughs> you're, you're not helping. You're not trying to help the situation at all. You're just sitting there watching. Take your top off, Ryan. You still <laughs> love it. What? Man, okay. When, when it came down to it, I would probably do it to save our dad. Wow. And my dog. Of course. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, have, I have mad love for my dog, as you know. But I have even more like, legitly <laughs> mad love for our dad. So Dude, talk I guess, about based on that, I would make mad love to Gary. <laughs> talk about like Thanksgiving. <laughs> there, nothing's more Thanksgiving than thinking about you banging Busey uh, for for to save the lives, Ryan. To save lives. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would associate that with the season. I'm not sure if I'd want that to be associated with the season. I'm not sure I'd want that to be associated with anything. At, at, at Thanksgiving's core and spirit, that's what it's about right there. And that's, I'm blown away. Speaking of, no. Um, <laughs> am I going to have to, let me ask you, am I gonna, is this going to be one of those I'm going to have to delete later? <laughs> it's going to be one of those where I'm like, Chris, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't come up with anything else. <laughs> I'm sorry. The uh, basis for every one of your hypotheticals is, I want to run to make love to a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's or, not. Or something happens to my downstairs. <laughs> something happens to you downstairs. <laughs> Ryan loses his dog in a horrible pickling accident. <laughs> pickling. Um, I don't think so. I haven't had one. Well, I'm being you sarc- talking? I'm, you I'm, I'm being me. sarcastic. Anyway, 
But yeah, I guess I mean I guess that's my answer. I guess that's a Thanksgiving <clears throat> story for the ages. I mean, you have a rule too. What I like about it, and that's that's my rule with everybody that. Would, of course, whenever like we're, we're we're with each other or with friends, our hypotheticals are pretty dang raunchy. Yeah, or but, just rough or like rough. But there's a rule in hypotheticals. If you if you're gonna play hypotheticals, you have to answer honestly, yeah. and that is a rule that you just played by, and I respect that. I know I respect me too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I guess. Now here's your hypothetical. I'm, st- I'm still recovering from that one. It feels almost too real. Uh, it take me a second to bounce back from Busey. <laughs> All right, Chris, this is what I got. You're walking through the park one day, enjoying your walk. You run in to Dad. Oh, wow. He's being hung over lava by Gary Busey. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just, <laughs> Dad's like, dude, you ain't going to believe this. You ain't going to believe what I just saw Ryan do. <laughs> to save my life. Dad, Dad's like, listen, after watching that, I wish he would have just dropped me in the battle lava. <laughs> Dad, Dad always leaves out the part where I save his life. He's <laughs> yeah. like, acting like I just enjoyed it. You ain't going to believe Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. You run into Dad, and he's in a pickle. He has this turkey, and he has nowhere for it to go. It's a live turkey living breathing this ain't some butterball he bought from walmart or the store he needs someone to take care of this turkey until he finds a home for it for thanksgiving someone's thanksgiving dinner basically you're like okay it's a big favor but sure i'll take the bird home with me i'll make a little pen in the backyard you know put him in there take care of him what's his name uh you get to you get to name him because you're taking care of him what is his name chris i think i'm gonna name him Kiwi. No, he's Pinnacle. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Pinnacle. I just said that. He can be Kiwi. Kiwi the turkey. <clears throat> now, Chris, when you put this turkey in the pen, oh, Kiwi, you're walking back to the house, and Kiwi's like, Chris, don't leave. Chris, this turkey can talk. <laughs> you go back over, astonished, and you're like, Kiwi. Kiwi, was that you? And he's like, yeah, Chris, it was me. Calm down. You find out that this turkey was once a human. This turkey was basically cursed, or this human was cursed and turned into a turkey. Stick with me, Chris. Okay. But you realize he is a turkey, but he used to be a human. Anyway, you and this turkey get talking, and over the course of the turkey living with you while you're his caretaker, you become really good friends because, you know, you have to live together. He's mm-hmm. still a turkey, but he can talk and communicate, has a good mind. But here's the catch, Chris. You're the only one that can hear Kiwi the, tur- the turkey because that's just how the spell mm-hmm. works. Whoever he bonds with first initially is who can hear him speak. So there's also a little bit of a play in your head of, am I going crazy? Is this real? But... I mean, it's happening, and you're hearing it, and it's interesting conversations, and he's dropping knowledge on you you don't know, so you're like, well, it's got to be real. This ain't in my oh, head. okay, so he's like schooling me on all these awesome facts. And yeah, stuff. because, you know, he had he lived, he had a life, he was a human, he brings his own narrative to the conversation. Wait a second, so is he like Dracula, where he's just always existing? No, no, he was like just a normal dude. I got transformed into a, co- into a cookie, my okay. bad, into a turkey. <laughs> into a cookie. Named Kiwi, apparently. Now, Chris, you and this turkey have bonded. Y'all are like good friends. He used to be a human. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, you know. Keyword so, used to, right? Yeah. You, got a lot, <laughs> you already see where I'm going with this. Yeah. 
<laughs> Chris, the dad comes back to you. He's like, all right. Chris, I found a home for this turkey. But Dad's like, I'm going to let you choose where this turkey goes. He's like, there's three different destinations for Kiwi the turkey. A rich family is wanting to buy Kiwi for Thanksgiving. They think he is the perfect, juiciest looking turkey they've ever seen. Oh, God. And they're going to pay Dad $30,000 for Kiwi the turkey. So they can butcher him, slaughter him, and eat him on, for Thanksgiving dinner. Butcher him and slaughter him. Now, Dad says he'll split that thirty grand with you, so you both get fifteen apiece. He, Dad also knows a dirt poor family that oh, is like God. a dude <laughs> with seven kids. Good Lord. Seven kids. And the only way they're going to have any food for the holiday is if you give Kiwi the turkey to them. So they can slaughter him and eat him for Thanksgiving. Or dad says he's been thinking <clears throat> about it and you and him <clears throat> will just slaughter Kiwi the turkey and then we'll, we'll have him at the family Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. Either way. So all this is going, <laughs> <laughs> these are your three options. A family in dire need, the rich guy that's going to give you a lot of money for him, or you eat him yourself. Your good friend, one of your best friends at this point, Kiwi, Kiwi. the turkey. Goodness Chris, gracious. what do you do? I'm going to, oh man, I bonded with it. I mean, I don't know if I could put Kiwi through that after all the stuff, all the, all the times we've shared. You guys have had like a, a whole month of like nightly conversations. So I've seen him every day though. Yeah, you know, every day because you're <clears> his caretaker. You're I'm making get, sure he's fed, watered. I want to get sick of deep conversation. This guy understands you, oh, and plus he has nowhere to go, so he's with you. I'm gonna. I, I might get sick of him. A month, a straight month, thirty days until it might be too much. <laughs> so you're just like kill him. <clears throat> here's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Here's how I'm gonna go about it. Okay. Okay. Well, just outstretching your arms help. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of how this is. This is Thanksgiving. Here's what I'm gonna do. Okay. <clears throat> as you munch on your cereal there. I am going to form a plan, Ryan. Uh-huh. This plan is not going to be, you know, completely wholesome, but it's going to save some Thanksgivings and possibly ruin one. <laughs> I'm going to get a gun. Okay. Uh, maybe a gun. Get it, maybe form. Get you. Maybe Justy Bug. Dad. I don't know. A couple other scoundrels if they want to join us. We're gonna get dressed to the nines, black clothes. Get a gun, and I'm on. I'm going to get that turkey that Dad already just bought. That one he's got in the freezer. That twenty pound or whatever. Had that big turkey. Kiwi. Not kiwi. Kiwi is. I'm, I'm hiding. Kiwi's gonna be with us. He's also be dressed out in the to the nines. Have a little turkey handgun. No. You're not messing. You're under. No. 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 Let me finish. Here. Okay. All right. I'm gonna break into those rich people's homes. Okay. I'm gonna give them the butterball. I'm gonna hold them at gunpoint. And say, listen, I'm about to blow. <laughs> I'm about to blow you mother effers away right now. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> if you agree, if you don't give me thirty grand, so you're gonna rob them. Essentially. Now that's not. I mean, listen. You got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet here. It's not the right thing to do, but oh well. If they're that rich, they can afford to lose thirty dollars and be scared half to death. Thirty grand, not thirty. Thirty, my bad. Thirty, yeah, thirty grand. (laughs) They can settle with thirty bucks. And listen, be smile, be happy. You're rich. We're not going to really shoot them, but they don't know that. 
So, so let that, me finish. Everybody that's poor can just be holding his family up at gunpoint. Let me finish, Ryan. This okay. Is my, then I'm going to be like, listen, boys, we got to goose it. Oh, we got to get out of here. We got to get Kiwi and Scram. Then with that 30 grand, I'm going to go out, buy a turkey for us for our Thanksgiving, go to the store. Then I'm going to drive by the poor family's home, give them all the money so they can buy a turkey. And then that's, that's how. The turkey they're buying. I'm going to, well, they can buy a turkey and other things. Yeah. Then I'm going to save Thanksgiving. That's how I'm going to do it. So therefore, Kiwi survives. Okay, so what what's our family gonna eat? Ham. <laughs> <laughs> what's the rich family? What are they gonna do? They're gonna we're, call the cops. We're, we're gonna. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to deal with that later. Well, they're not gonna know it's us. You don't think they're gonna wait? How are they not gonna know it's us? A couple of fat guys break in. and We're wearing masks. Are they gonna matter? <laughs> well, on the security footage, that that ain't me. Why like, you're you're in a town of a thousand people? I mean, what? Of course it's you. How many fat guys in there? How many guys shaped like squashes are coming over and having me up at gunpoint? Shaped like squashes. Look at the squash shaped bandit now. <laughs> That's how. But I'm gonna. We'll deal with that later. Like listen. Okay. Sounds like you're taking a rough road on this. This is going to be a heavy Thanksgiving. It's going to be a Thanksgiving that to remember for sure. A diehard Thanksgiving. I hope Kiwi appreciates everything you're doing. If I if I'm really formed this bond, this kinship with Kiwi, I'm I can't just I, I, he's got to be. We well, got to save him, Ryan. This this is Thanksgiving. If you can make love to Gary Busey, <laughs> which is yep. the heart and spirit of Thanksgiving in itself to the core. Then I can put myself out here and I can save Kiwi from a certain death, even though he might be delicious. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's your answer. That's your answer. I can respect that. That's what I'm saying. Chris, you've saved Thanksgiving once again. You're going to pay the price for it, <laughs> but you've saved it. Oh, Chris. I would just want to thank everybody for listening to us. I think we're getting close. I think the time is nigh, Chris. I think we're getting close to the end here. What do you think? I was talking to somebody and one of them had a little Zoom meeting the other day and there was a lot of downtime. This guy was talking about podcasts he's listening to. And I was like, I actually make one of my brother. <laughs> but of course he's listening like, you know, really intelligent podcasts. He's like, What's yours? Like, man, I'm not even gonna tell you. <laughs> I was like, I can't have you listen to this while we're trying to have a professional conversation. So just I'm still eating cereal. It's so funny. It's how stupid we are. But anyway, I wouldn't have it any other way. I want to live life that way. Hey, I've always said our podcast is an alternative to everything else that's out there. And those are the people we cater to. And I hope they listen to it. I hope they enjoy it. I hope they get a little break from their day. From all the politics, the family strife, the bullcrap going on. I want to be that break away from everything else. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy to fill that void. Exactly. I always said my goal is like, I of course love to make people laugh. You do too. I love to make people feel good. Exactly. If I could just get you to crack a smile, then that, then that's, that makes me happy. So what we're saying is we're changing our format to true crime drama. <laughs> I had a girl one time. <laughs> she she loved true crime podcasts. Everybody does. I was they are good. They're addictive. Yeah. And I was like, well, hey, if you love that, you're gonna love the heavy set podcast. <laughs> I really told her that. 
And I was like, she goes, really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why is it called the heavy set? I was like, well, you know, me and my brother, we're fat guys. It's, you <laughs> we're know. fat guys sacks of crap. And man. I was like, hey, check it out. <laughs> and um, she didn't like it. No, probably not. We're not We're not for everybody. We're like, you know, green bean casserole. Good point. That is a good point. Somebody's got to be green beans. We're glad to be y'all's alternative. We're glad to have our listeners. We appreciate you guys. Happy. Have a happy Thanksgiving, a happy rest of November. Hopefully, we'll be back in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some plans. I always say that though, I can't promise nothing. We don't really know at this point, we're just flying by the seat of our pants here. But we're always doing <clears throat> our best, and we always appreciate all you guys. Thank you all so much for listening and for the donations and the text messages, the me- and everything, uh, the calls. Uh, I, we, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for all the kind words, because even though we don't have like this huge, huge audience. Oh, yeah. No, we don't have a huge audience. The people audience. we have at our core are freaking fantastic yeah, people. But we have, yeah, <clears throat> people we are have. buying us snacks, for crying out loud. Buying me new snacks and all and, and candles. Sherry bought us a candle that we need to try next episode. We're going yeah, to. When we meant to, we just forgot to grab <clears throat> it. Um, freaking warms my heart. And what else warms my heart is Thanksgiving. So go out this Thanksgiving, man. Spend time with your family. Open the door for somebody. Tell them you love them. Give them a hug. And that's about it. Hey, I love you, Chris. Love you too, buddy. Anything else to add? Uh, you want to eat that pizza over there? It ain't ours. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that would be the funny. Who would eat a 30 pack of pizza? Well, I guess we got something to do when we get done with Is this. Is that cake over there too? No, it's a big plate of ham. That's ham? That's ham. Looks like a piece of cake over here. I about to say our good friend brought in two plates, one with pizza, one with ham. <laughs> Most people wouldn't combine those. I'll be stuck with that ramen noodle bag over there. <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate it. We'll see you next time. See ya. As always, reach out to us on the Heavyset Podcast Facebook group or send us an email at theheavysetpodcast at gmail.com. Say it. Burp. We talked about it this year, going out of the box. <laughs> Chris, I want you to save that sound by to me saying that and use it throughout the show. One more river to cross, ride one, one more mountain, mountain to, to climb. climb, one more day to survive. Oh my gosh. Can I have your autograph after this? <laughs> <laughs>